just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, Details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. you're listening to right now. I'm just dropping in early. This week's episode was a live one from Brisbane. It was the Christmas episode. Um, I should also uh, give you a quick warning. This episode uh, does tackle some darker things um, like suicide and murder. And if you're not feeling in the mood for that, um, to hear three idiots talk about that, maybe skip this one for now. But I mean, it's uh, not really all that different to a lot of the other fucked up things we've talked about in the past. Um, It... But it's just a bit of a roller coaster, I guess. Um, also, we love doing these live episodes, and Dave's uh, Dave has posted a poll just to see if anyone in other towns or cities around Australia and, and overseas would be keen for us to come. So, if you're interested in that, um, get on there and, and tick your hometown or a place that you could get to if you would come and see a show there, and, and it'll help us figure out where we go next because we really do love traveling around and doing these shows so um yeah if you're keen get on to our twitter at do go on pod uh facebook slash do go on pod or instagram at do go on pod um and check out that poll anyway on with the show i'll talk to you at the end a bit about some patreon love see you soon Do go on Christmas special. How you doing? Oh, thank you so much for coming out. My name is Dave Warnke. It's not just me here tonight. Could you please give a big welcome to the red bearded Santa himself? It's Matt Stewart. Uh, this is going to sound weird, but he's joined on stage by Mrs. Claus, Jess Perkins. 
Uh, it is only the second day of December. Uh, we may have gone a bit early with, with the Christmas, but are we, uh, are we all feeling the Christmassy vibe in here? Does anybody else hate it every time Dave says Krishmish? Well, get used to it because this is the Krishmish special. This is... I should have brought a little bell that I could ring every time you said it. Krishmish, ding! <laughs> Dave does this thing on the line. Oh, okay, great. He, he doesn't sit down until he, he really trusts the audience, so... <laughs> you guys I, got him quick. I really, I really trust some of you. Point out the ones you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And mainly because you've got a red light on your face, you look a bit like the devil. <laughs> and you're going to have to work real hard to prove it otherwise. Or not. Or not. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Well played. Uh, the other thing we should mention is this, this episode's actually brought to you by the uh, web series Gamey Gamey Game. That's a true, yeah. that's a true fact. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> well, no, I'm not a fan. Well, it, <laughs> I know of it. If, Have a if you like it. things you've heard of, then you're in for a real treat today. Um, okay, say, say something that he might have heard of, Jess. Vegemite. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Have no. not heard of Vegemite. Have. Yeah. You purely yeah, excited about that. <laughs> he fucking got us. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Hey, uh, just by a round of applause, who do you guys uh, like the most doing the report? Is it me? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. The hesitation was <laughs> what we needed. Yeah, they were like, is it, okay. is it Jess? <laughs> or is it Dave? I've heard of him. Because <laughs> uh, I, I got up... <laughs> you I'm, are him! I get it. A little twist there. A little twist which made Comedy's it funny. Comedy's fun! <laughs> so I'm staying with my sister who lives in Brisbane, right? Obviously, that would be weird otherwise. But, um, yeah, it's a long commute from Melbourne. <laughs> She's very supportive. So the first... I, I, you know, I, I checked in or whatever you do when you stay at a friend's house. I don't house. think you check in at a family's house. Yeah, I think she, you just yeah, arrive. It's a weird system now that you mentioned yeah. it. It was weird. She goes, me... uh, surname. <laughs> uh, same as yours. Same as yours, <laughs> mate. It's a coincidence. But the first thing she asked me after I checked in was... Um, <laughs> that's her laughing. Yeah. Uh, first thing she asked me, she goes, oh, who's doing the report on this episode? And I said, oh, it's me, actually. And she says, oh, I really like Dave's reports. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. We all like Dave's reports, but we so, have yeah, to suffer through Matt's. Sorry about that. That's, it's my report this week. Should we get cracking on well, the show? Okay, so we always do this at a live show. Uh, can we have a big round of applause if you have ever heard the Do Go On podcast before? <laughs> or if you've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great, 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 great. How about a round of applause? Um, we met a father out there. Um, it was great to meet a dad. It's always good to meet a dad. It's always good to meet a dad. It's a real pleasure. pleasure. Love him. Give me a round of applause if you are a dad. Oh, why did you say that like... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a beautiful uh, thing. But give me a round of applause if you've never heard the show before. No shame. No shame. Right up front. Awesome. Do you want to... Sorry, I interrupted you there. Do you want to... Are you trying to segue into explaining the show for the people who haven't heard it before? Explain to you and to the people that haven't heard the show before what... It is. It. And it is very hard to explain, as we've found over the last 110 weeks. So, 
what happens is one of us, uh, oh God, I've already fucked it, uh, is given a topic to report on, usually nominated by a listener of the show. And this week it is Matt's turn to report on a Christmas uh, topic that Jess and I don't know what it's going to be, despite the fact that I'm staying uh, with Matt's sister as well. Thank you very much. And uh, he's been giving me little clues over the last sort of 24 hours of what the episode is. And I still have no idea, so I'm excited, I must say. I'm not excited. <laughs> No, nah, I got him again! Oh. <laughs> hey! Woo! I'm sorry, I've had half a cider. And they gave me another one. We're in a lot of trouble today, guys. So the question is... Oh, he's standing. Yeah, I was feeling uncomfortable. All right, teach. Why don't you blow our minds? Are you yeah. going to rap some Shakespeare at us? Let me, let me turn this chair backwards. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you're so cool. <laughs> He's so cool. I, yeah, I'm starting to believe it myself. <laughs> Took a while, but yeah, I do believe. All right, here's the question. Okay. I've just come up with it. Um, <laughs> and because it, it, the, the topic is weird, all right? So here's the question. This week's subject was put up to the vote by Patreon listeners. What one do you think they chose? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh-huh. so there are three options. Oh, okay. Option number one, Silent Night, the World War I Christmas truce of 1914. Oh, that's very cool. Is it Iceland? No, you shook your head. You're, you don't want that you one. You don't want that one. Did anyone in here vote on this? Yeah. Yep, a few people. Okay, all, all right. right. Tim? Well, uh, seeing as it was nearly everyone voted for one topic, I reckon you'd probably be happy with this, hopefully. <laughs> or was it number two, Iceland's Yule Lads, who were like... Cool Icelandic Santas. Yeah, I could. I got that from Yule Lads. Yeah, great. Yeah, I, I like that so far. Or is it C or three, depending on the system I've been using? <laughs> it ends as appropriate. <laughs> is it unsolved Christmas mysteries? Oh, okay. All right. Let <laughs> me think. Dave, I think we're going to need a moment to try and figure this one out. Anyone in the crowd? What did you vote for, sir? See. Oh, you're the Yule But we also. <laughs> okay. You I may agree. be disappointed. <laughs> you can stay, but just don't laugh the rest of the show. It's... You don't get to do that. I, like, I'm so naive. I really thought it was going to be Silent Night, but Silent Night didn't get a vote, or maybe it got one vote. It could, maybe they knew I'd Guys. sing. Yeah. No. They're like, no! Anyway. No one voted for that. Well, a big fuck you to the Anzacs, isn't it? All right. Shame. Shame. Yule lads. Yule lads, oh yeah. Fair enough. It's very it's cool. It's his only argument, and it's, it's a good argument. Desperate. Yule lads. Yule lads. That was great. Okay, I think it's Unsolved Mysteries. It is Unsolved Christmas Mysteries. Yeah. Cool. So I've gone through, they gave me an article, or a, I call it an article, others would call it a listicle. Um... And I've, I've selected uh, some of those and I've found some of my own and I've, I've come up with five unsolved Christmas mysteries Sorry, to take I, you guys through. I need to stop you there. It's actually unsolved Christmas mysteries. Sorry. <laughs> Which is very fun to so say. I've, 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 got a, I've actually got a little speech impediment um, where I say Christmas. <laughs> it's embarrassing and it has caused me a lot of bullying over the years. But how do you say mystery? 
Oh, I said Mishu. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was suggested. You can't suggested. do it. I can't do it. I, I have to go 100 or not at all. <laughs> this, uh, this topic was suggested by Jackie Bonifan. Oh, yeah. Jackie, are you here tonight? No, Jackie's from Melbourne, I'm pretty sure. Jackie, have you driven here tonight? <laughs> it's uh, 3.50 in the afternoon. Everything you've said is yeah. fucking dumb. Well, maybe Jackie is on her way and she's going to be very disappointed. You're just such a showman, you know? <laughs> and tonight we're playing for... <laughs> how, how do you want me to do this? So they've all kind of got a heading. Do you want me to get into it? Because the headings always give away what it is. Oh, okay. So maybe I just won't read out okay, the Okay, maybe just redact any words that will, that will give it away. Wanted to drop in the word redact. All right. All right, this first one's called the Pleasant Valley Memorial something, something, something. Okay. So far, I don't have any ideas. One of those words I redacted was mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Probably could have left that in. Yep. Let me take you back to December the 16th, 1996. So they're all Christmas time mysteries. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Thought that was going to need an extra explanation. Now, what time of year is this? Christmas. Uh-huh. Christmas. I, I, I had a T to the end. We're at the Pleasant Valley Memorial Park from the title of this story. A cemetery in Annandale, Virginia. In the darkness of the early morning, a red-headed woman around 60 years of age sets up a miniature Christmas tree decorated with gold balls. Does she <laughs> dye her hair? Yes. Good, good. That's the mystery solved. All right. Okay. <laughs> Next. Number two. Next to the tree, she laid down a plastic sheet on the ground. She was wearing a blood hooded jacket. That is probably a weird autocorrect. Blood hooded jacket. I think that's meant to say blue hooded jacket. That's, that's, little... that's really different. Yeah, that is very different. <laughs> she was wearing a blue hooded jacket over a blue jumper and blue trousers. Okay. So was she wearing a blue jacket over some blood trousers? Yeah. Yeah, this is a confusing system. She also wore a gold watch and a 14-carat gold ring and had a small backpack or satchel. But which one? Or knapsack. Well, the article said knapsack, but I really wanted to make sure I was changing some words. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you might think we copy and paste this shit. We do not. I, sh- I really should shout out to the Washington Post on this one. <laughs> I've, I've, no, I've changed most of the words slightly. She sat down. I mean, I changed blue to bloody. She's <laughs> wearing a bloody hooded jacket. Yeah, uh, hey, what have I got here? A bloody hooded jacket. All right, mate. All right, settle down. Uh, she sat down on the plastic sheet and drank a flask of brandy. She had a cassette player with her. With, he- uh, with the headphones over her ears, she listened to her, her tape of Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner's classic 2,000-year-old man comedy routine. Okay. Which I watched today. Yep. And is it a classic? I mean, it's definitely a classic. <laughs> I don't think comedy travels that well. <laughs> over 2,000 years. Uh, Mel Brooks is very funny. He's a very funny man. A couple he, of legends of it. comedy. I mean, no disrespect. All right. Um... So she's listening to this comedy routine, right? Then on she cassette. On cassette. This is 1996. So 90s. <laughs> a good year. <laughs> 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 a good year. 
Some of you have not been listening at any of the story, just waiting for a year. <laughs> a good year. What are we talking about? It makes me so happy. Like, oh. <laughs> yes, she is very sad. Yeah. It's so nice to see her feel happiness every now and then. Because, God, she's a sad woman. Do Back, one. So she's listening to this comedy routine, right? Right. What a weird setup. Does anyone. Anyway, um, <laughs> in a cemetery. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it almost immediately gets sadder. Then she oh, pulled out a gun, a plastic bag, and a roll of masking tape. Uh oh. She put the bag over her head and okay. taped it down around her neck. Alrighty. Keeping she, it light. I, don't, um, I just don't think this routine's very funny. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, I'm doing Mel Brooks word for word. This is. She then put the tape back in her backpack or satchel or knapsack, if you're going to be accurate to the story. And we do. Lay down and suffocated to death with Brooks and Reiner's comedy playing in her ears. Do these topics go from light? Number one, and the fifth one's the darkest. Because if so, yeah, they do. It, they get increasingly darker. It's gonna be I switched the order around before. The one that I had started off before, I'm like, too fucked. I'll leave that for later. <laughs> it's nice that we have some very young gentlemen here in the audience in the front row. Perfect. I mean, young gentlemen need to hear the truth. <laughs> Fuck. Regret face. <laughs> this, hey guys, this is the truth. Go this home is, and spread these words. This is life. <laughs> We're so all just heading towards death. And yeah, it will come you, eventually. You'll realise that when you're older. Mm. But one day we all die. You, to be honest, this is, this is probably not the standard way to go out. But... Um, <laughs> If I'm Do you think Mel Brooks honest. knows this? I reckon he... Yeah. Oh, I'd be yeah, fucked. Yeah. Imagine finding out that somebody had been listening to us. Oh, boy. You did this to us. <laughs> uh, you did this. Uh, obviously, trigger warning. Um, <laughs> fuck. This is not the worst one. Oh. Great. All right. Well, everyone get in the right headspace for it because... It's going to get dark. So that, that all happened uh, early in the darkness of the morning, right? She was found by cemetery workers around 9am and they called police and they nearly immediately came. Richard Perez and Mike Headley arrived within an hour and her body was still warm. There was nothing... <laughs> yeah, no, oh, you, that was right. Would you have preferred a cold body? I just preferred Ew, not to warm. know that note. I don't want to know the temperature of the body. Uh, there was nothing in her pockets to identify her. All they found was a note with two crisp $50 bills. The note said, Deceased by own hand. Prefer no autopsy. Please order cremation with funds provided. Thank you, Jane Doe. Well, I think we know her name now. <laughs> why, is, yeah, why is this a mystery? <laughs> Solved. Done. Uh, the case has frustrated Perez ever since. Uh, this is a quote from him. He said, if she's a drifter, she's the best kept drifter I've ever seen. People were saying she's probably a drifter. Right. He's like, with the gold watch and sure. the ring, yep. with the diamantes and the carotis or mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> whatever they do in those things. Continue. So anyway, Perez said, am I saying that name right? Perez? That can't be right. Probably Perez. Perez. I prefer Perez. <laughs> 
Syllables are very confusing. Anyway, um... Let's just have a quick poll. <laughs> Yesterday... Oh, he's up. We were... Uh, Welcome to The Late Show with Dave Warnicky. Uh, we were just sitting around there, uh, talking around the fireplace. Oh, fuck off. The topic of sharks came up. I gave out one of my classic trademark facts about sharks. They have no bones. But instead, they have something else. Does anyone have a guess what they have instead? Uh, yes, I heard, yes. I heard a resounding now, cartilage. Cartilage. Cartilage, right? Who says cut? No, no, I believe it is pronounced cartilage. cartilage. And we laughed and we laughed. <laughs> Who's with me on anyone with cart? Anyone. Please, I need this. No. I need this. Cartilage or cartilage? Cartilage. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck but- off, Dave. <laughs> The Fair best enough. thing about that is he really believed he was about to get 120 people. <laughs> Mainly because when we Googled it, it said that I was right. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? Look, you're not wrong. Look, if you take this away from me, you take away everything I have. But to be fair... Which is not a no, lot. No, don't pity him. He doesn't deserve it. Um, to be fair, any conversation that occurs between the three of us could be argued with what's the point. So <laughs> it's about standard, yeah. We fought over cartilage for a bit and then... Um, cartilage. It's adorable. Nailed it with that pronunciation. It's so cute. How wrong you are. Little anyway, cutie? Perez. Perez. That's not right, is it? What Perez. Was it? Perez. Yeah, great. What do you feel? What's comfortable? Perez. Okay. <laughs> Perez it is. Perez said, if she's, a dr- if she's a drifter, she's the best kept drifter I've ever seen. Yeah, we had that one, mate. I'm recapping. Anyone just walk in? All right. Um, <laughs> uh, and the site of her suicide, Pleasant Valley, was unlikely to be known by a drifter. Pleasant Valley, too. It doesn't seem very pleasant. Does it, at this stage? What, no. for suicide? And what do you mean she doesn't know... Drifters just physically can't... They can't know, know of it. <laughs> it's got a little, like, an invisibility cloak over it. Yeah. Right, you put on your rich man glasses and then you can see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Dave. Cartilage. <laughs> uh, she had a scar on her stomach, which may have been from a C-section, and she died in the section of the cemetery where infants are buried. So there were some theories... Matt, that for fuck's sake... <laughs> Is this the Christmas episode? I mean, to be fair, the people who voted for Mysteries kind of did this to us, but... Yule Boys! Yule Boys! I agree. The Yule Boys. All right. I mean, that's not what it's even called. Yule Lads, mate. Disappointing. Yeah, no, I didn't... Like, reading that, I didn't even realise, but yeah, that is fucked. But anyway... So, so there are theories that she was she was potentially mourning uh, a loss. No, everyone picked up on that. Okay. Yeah, that's why every person went, "Oh," and you did that to us. But but, but discounting that was that uh, the section she was in were all very new infant graves, and her scar dated back a lot further. Still getting groans. Still not helpful. Oh fuck. How's everyone feeling out there? Just checking in. I don't know if I'm helping or making it worse. I don't know. Well, I'd say you're definitely making it worse. For you or for them? For me. No, I don't care. (laughs) Um, So she had no receipts in her pockets, which made it even harder for police to retrace her steps. Most people don't think about that when they commit suicide, Perez said. I don't think about that ever. 
I'm never like, well, I'll put this but receipt in my pocket. Apparently, <laughs> apparently in a similar situation, normally there'd be receipts and they'd be able to trace some stuff back and figure out who it is. Everyone check your pockets right now. How many receipts do you have that would trace your Anybody last have a, week? I have, in my pocket, I have lip balm. Um, so they could trace... They're like, why are her, why are her lips so soft? <laughs> ah, Jess Perkins. Softest lips in showbiz. Do we I'll need go, to... No, I'll go around. <laughs> Time out. Oh, you're a cool teacher. <laughs> We're nearly... Fi- well, this is the first of five, all right? We've got to push Don't on. Don't look at me with those lips. <laughs> Her lips are looking at me. It's very disturbing. <laughs> Noting the money left for cremation, the lack of receipts... And, and the, the typed-out typed suicide, suicide note, note. Perez <laughs> said, This lady appears to have taken a thoughtful effort to leave us no clue as to who she is, and she's got it all plotted out. <laughs> There's only two L's in that all, but I, it was a bit of editorial work. Um, I don't think I've had another case that's beaten me up like this one. I'll go back here now. No, no, give, it, give us the final sentence of this. Her right. identity remains a mystery. <laughs> All right, I'm coming back. Oh, no. this, next one, this next one made me feel really sad. Oh, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> this is why, this is why I, bank, I, I pushed it back to number two. Number three, I, I made a lighter one for number three, all right? So hang in for number three. Someone in here. Sp- I just spoke it to my drink. Um, that happens at least once every podcast. <laughs> not the first time I've done that. All right, now bring it down. <laughs> we all have fun? Was that fun? Remember that. Look when you I... leave, remember that bit. And when somebody says, how was it? You go, oh, parts of it was fun. <laughs> yeah, parts were fun. Yeah. <laughs> We've been having so much fun in Brisbane, right? Last night we gate crashed a 40th birthday. Yeah, we did. And that guy, we, we told that guy to come. Are you here, most beautiful Tom? He's not, is oh, he? Oh, what a dog. What I mean, a dog. <laughs> What a dog. It is the I day take after back his everything 40th. I said last night. <laughs> that was his present. We said, oh, you can come for free to our podcast tomorrow. And of course, he politely said, yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. As if he was ever going to come. I really thought he would. Stop pitying him. None of us deserve your pity. We've got your money. You own us. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I'm going to read out the full name of this one and you guys will see that it is, you know, quite a Christmassy topic. <laughs> topic number two. The murder of Erica Richardson. <laughs> huh? You feeling festive? <laughs> In 1997, Erica Richardson was a 33-year-old living in Valrico, Florida. Great, so that means now she'll be 53 years old. Right? Yep. Good. End of story. <laughs> So the first section is going to talk about how good her life was. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why did you make this an option? Like, you had the choice of the three topics you'd put up for vote and you put up a fucked one and of course they chose that and now we've got 120 people sitting here going, I've got to call my mum. But these are the people, like... 
these are the people who like this stuff. Do you like this stuff? Yule boys. Yule boys. Okay. Oh, we are losing them. Brisbane is a sunny place, I forget. In dreary Melbourne, people love sadness. Anyway, um, so she's 33. She's living in Florida. She had a degree in microbiology from the University of Florida and was running a pharmacy having recently completed her postgraduate work in pharmaceuticals from Howard University, graduating magna cum laude. Um, (laughs) No, I know, Matthew, I know. Please, please tell us more about this cum laude. The next sentence, because I didn't, I didn't make, take the time to check it. But the next sentence I've written is, I assume that's meant to be pronounced differently. Um, yeah, it goes, uh, doctor, professor, back to mister, then come lord, right? Magna come lord. Uh, she bought a house in Valrico and things were going very well. Uh, she started dating a man named John Milton Fager. And you know when they've got three names that they're good people. I was literally going to make a joke about three names. Get out of my head! Sorry, sorry everybody. But I think that they do that in America so that um, when someone has done something bad, other John Fagers don't get sort of cast with the same brush. Sure. That, that's not the saying, is it? <laughs> cast with the same brush? Tard. Painted Tard. We've had a few good options there. They're all better than mine. That's all matters. Casted with the same brush. Yeah, you don't want to be tarred with the same cum lord, right? (laughs) No one wants that. No one wants that. I certainly don't. Not not again, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We've had an... Oh, my God. We've had an... Oh, no, please. What a fun time. (laughs) Like they're begging for their lives. (laughs) Love Brisbane, love you guys. <laughs> they started dating, they were getting on great, and soon uh, he moved into her house. Um, <laughs> before too long, though, this relationship started to fall apart. Fager proved to be a jealous and violent man, and she, <laughs> she kicked him out of the house. But this didn't stop Fager. He started stalking Erica and harassing her, her at work. And turning, yeah, I hate this one so much. <laughs> this one's... I mean, you wrote it. It and was the first one I put in and, and I regretted it later. I'm like, I, I spent hours on this one. It's not going to be good. Look, all we can hope for is that we won't get through all five. Um, that's no, all we it, can I've hope for. I've saved some gold for later. Great. So we should, let, let's push through this one. Awesome. Uh, this led to her taking out a restraining order against him, but some reports state that when the restraining order expired, they started dating again. Uh, around Christmas time, 1997, Erica was out shopping for Christmas with her mother, Imogen, at a local mall. When they were heading back to their car, Fager appeared uh, and he wanted to talk to Erica and they went off together and her mum headed home. The next day, Erica didn't show up to work. Her mum, Imogen, uh, called the pharmacy at 9.30 and her co-workers hadn't seen her. This worried her mother greatly, so she drove around to Erica's house to find out what was going on. She looked through the window to see blood on the white carpet so she called the cops immediately. That's why you don't get white carpet. Was that blue on the white carpet? Or <laughs> what's going on? They blue on the white carpet. No, that's not, that's not, that's not Make quite the right. Make the blue on the carpet. I, I, I felt too respectful to go there, Dave. 
Look, I don't know how this ends, so I could still be a good person. <laughs> Probably not. When they arrive, they find Erica dead. She has been brutally murdered, stabbed 67 times. Fager's truck is parked outside, but Erica's Honda is missing. The prime suspect is Fager. A search leads to the Honda being found in Louisiana, where Fager has family. There is no sign of Fager. It's as if he's vanished. The crime scene showed that there had been a struggle and someone else's blood had been mixed in with Erica's. It was thought that the blood was Fager's, but without a DNA sample from him, it couldn't be proven. Years go by and there is still no sign of Fager. This was until 2008, over 10 years after the murder, when his whereabouts were finally known. For nearly 11 years, Fager was a John Doe body at the St Mary's Parish Coroner's Office. In June 2008, Fager's DNA was searched in an FBI computer software system and dental records from the US Army confirmed that it was Fager. His body was found in a St Mary Parish river by a tugboat in 1998, soon after the murder, only a few months later. Not only was it confirmed that the body was his, blood samples from Erica Richardson's apartment were resubmitted for testing and DNA from the crime scene and the un unidentified remains were a match. So it was confirmed that Fager was the murderer. So that, see, it wasn't the mystery part. The mystery, though... Oh, okay. oh twist! <laughs> what? The mystery is what happened to him. Uh, he died. He was, mur <laughs> he was murdered. He was murdered and before he was uh, dumped into the river. But no one knew who killed him and why. And the case remains unsolved. That is the mystery. Oh! I, I liked it. So the family, like Imogen, has, has um, been very public. Apparently she went through a very tough time early, obviously, where she just shut herself in her room. But eventually she started going out and doing a lot of TV spots and talking about it, trying to find out who it was. And she, she's happy now that it, it's sort of been solved, but she really wishes that she could have seen him face to face and gone, what the fuck did you do this for sort of thing. She's still like missing that little piece of her, but she's happy that he's dead. <laughs> so it all ended happy there. <laughs> all right, guys. When I say Mary, you say Krishmish. <laughs> hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So there's only one more murder to come. Just, um... Um, this next, this next topic is called Fruitcake. And it was suggested uh, by a listener called Eric from Edmonton. 
He thought this would be a good Christmas topic. And this is what he wrote. Fruitcakes. <laughs> Despite all logic, people buy these bloody disgusting things with little or no intention of actually eating them. No one really wants them. That's why calling someone a fruitcake is derogatory. Why are they still a thing? It's a mystery. And we get hundreds of emails like that every week. And I, I, obviously I thank Eric for the suggestion. Um, it's a tricky one to answer. Why are they still a thing? Um, I have no idea, but I have looked into their origin according to the Smithsonian Magazine's website. The ancient Romans made something reminiscent of a fruitcake as a sort of energy bar, but the modern fruitcake can be traced back to the Middle Ages as dried fruits became more widely available and fruited breads entered Western European cuisine. Fruited breads! Fruited breads. <laughs> Since then, regional variations have popped up around the world. You're actually talking about fruitcake. Including You're Italy's talking about the history of fruitcake. I'm just clarifying. This is a little... Better than baby death. Well played. It's a, it's Please a little, go on with fruitcake. It's, it's just a little, little palate cleanser. Before more baby death. Have you heard... You, you guys familiar with Italy's panforte? Or however you pronounce that? Close. Apparently, yes. it, it literally means strong bread. Yeah. And that is a fruitcake. All right, great. <laughs> Germany's Stollen. Dave, you might be familiar with... Because he's got a German Ger name. That's the only connection. It's got German heritage. It's the only thing I'm allowed to say. I think someone just whispered, he's a Nazi. <laughs> I am not a Nazi. That is not the joke there. I'm not. Guys, 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 he's not. He was. <laughs> never, never was, never will be. Oh, don't say, never say never. <laughs> I reckon I might say never on this one. Uh, and also, anyway, I, I love, I love a, a forte. That was kind of Scottish. <laughs> Grandpa was born in Scotland, so there you go. I love a forte. <laughs> Get it in my target. <laughs> in my target. Oh. Target. That's something that Dave Warnicky just said. That was dumb. It does happen. It does. Happen. It, it will does make happen. me edit it out, but you guys all heard that live. Every episode. I think the the hardest part of this uh, podcast is editing all the dumb things Dave says. We record for about four hours a week. <laughs> but I will ask you to believe in the true uh, pronunciation of cartilage. So, cartilage. <laughs> I don't think so. Nah. Were 120 Brisbane people ever been wrong before? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. You guys love that, right? Yeah. What? I get you. I get you. God, how good is Jonathan Thurston? You guys love being yelled at, yeah? Like, you have, you have the Jonathan state Thorst you live in being Th yelled at you, yeah? Thurston's actually from, from FNQ, so they don't like him down here. What true? you don't is understand is... Oh, no. North Queensland want to split off from South okay. Queensland. He doesn't understand you guys like I do. So sorry. Cartilage. <laughs> what was that one you were saying the other Cadaver. week? Cadaver. Cadaver. That was wrong as well, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 
Queenslanders! Yeah, you fucking Queenslanders. Anyway, the mystery here is no one knows why fruitcake has become a Christmas tradition. That's a mystery. According to the Smithsonian website, which very is very kind, but don't clap him. But but I, I hopefully to save this section, there is a little fun fact here. Okay. Which I'm I back love in. this, and I really want to I want to go to this thing in Manitou Springs, Colorado. There's an annual fruitcake toss event. <laughs> is it launched by the Magna Cum? <laughs> you just wanted to say cum did lord you, again. Did, sorry, did you hear what someone said in the front row? No, she died. <laughs> Look, if we can gloss over that one little detail, we could get a cheap cum gag away and we'll all be happy. A cheap cum, the Dave Warnicky story. <laughs> I regret guys, absolutely nothing. <laughs> guys, can you believe that we've lowered the tone of Queensland? <laughs> They were classier before we arrived. Cop that, everybody in, involved. That really didn't leave anyone out, did it? <laughs> Don't hide the regret face. Show it loud and proud, baby. <laughs> so, the fruitcake toss. So according to their website, the fruitcakes will fly once again. <laughs> <laughs> Join in for some old-fashioned tossing of those maybe not so beloved holiday desserts. There will also be a fruitcake costume competition, libations, and a fruitcake bake-off. No, but you... they're throwing them and they're baking them. People spend hours baking them, and someone just grabs them and goes, "Yeah!" <laughs> so wait, they're even they're even acknowledging that nobody likes fruitcake. Yeah. Yeah, so let's just stop making it. Well, what? all right, now this next sentence is the most confusing one I've ever read. <laughs> see, see what you can make of this. <laughs> a limited quality... All right. Yeah, it's very confusing. Isn't that confusing? <laughs> a limited... What do they mean? A limited quantity of fruitcakes are available to rent. Very strange. Anyway, I feel like a fruitcake, but just for like an hour, just a bit. What's <laughs> that face? Before you rent it, you gotta like examine it and take photos of it, just in case they accuse you of damaging. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta leave a bond. Competitions have included the hand toss, kids toss, launch, pneumatic gun or cannon. Sorry, uh, just stop me right there. The kids toss. I mean, can you rent a kid for that? <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. They got it all. Uh, there's also the team catch and the accuracy division. What fucking nerds are going to this? I will be there next year. <laughs> Once the fruitcakes are launched, they are collected and given to a food bank. What a, ge- what a generous donation. Here you, here you go, the poor. Have these things that we thought were such funny food that we threw them into the air. Eat and be merry. 
Colorado, you disgust me. Nah, good on you. Why are you looking the at us? You're all doing the report. Yay. What, what, any, any theories? <laughs> any theories? What do you think happens to fruitcake? And why, why is fruitcake associated to Christmas? <laughs> Mystery number four. <laughs> this one. Oh, no. <laughs> so now it? we've had that palate cleanse. Are you guys all ready for the murder of Latricia White? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Texan Latricia... (laughs) Commit. Commit to that, please. Texan Latricia White spent Christmas Day in 1993. Very... A lot of 90s sadness. Um, In 1993 with her boyfriend, Lee Wackerhagen. All right, so is that his middle name? That's... Lee is his first name. Wackerhagen is his surname. His nickname, Dub. Hey, what's up? They call me Dub. I think it, I, I assume it's short for W. I don't have no idea. Oh man, my last name starts with a W. New nickname, please. <laughs> Sub he Dub. May, he may be a real big dubstep artist. I'm not sure, but I doubt it. As, um, as am I. Uh, so she spent spent Christmas with Dub and his son Chance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I liked it, but Dub and Chance. You also want to name your child Gary. <laughs> No offence to any Garys. So much. Any Garys in the house? Oh, you fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Um, on the 27th of December, a few days passed, obviously, after Christmas, Latricia's dad was getting worried uh, as he hadn't been able to get in contact with his daughter for a few days. So he visited her house where he found her dead in her bed. <sighs> I've done she- all I can. She had been shot six times. (laughs) You want to update that lovely comment? No? Still happy with lovely? All right. Dub was known for having a violent temper and was seen in a heated argument with Latricia shortly before Christmas. So he was the main suspect. And suspect. Wow. (laughs) It was... He played, wow. he played all three roles. <laughs> wow. Dub was two people. Oh, yeah. Did I mention that? Dub's multiple people. Um, and a warrant for his arrest was put out. But he and his son, or as I've written here, he and his song, Chance, <laughs> were nowhere to be found. I mean, in a lot of ways, I could have just kept going. But I didn't want to let you guys know that I'm not an idiot. Um, <laughs> Three days later, Dub's truck... Dub's truck. <laughs> the poor man's thunderstruck. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a drink on that one. Dave, that was funny. Thank you. Pity you you've brought it down by talking about murder this whole time. And the fruitcake. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. The You're devil right. over there in the red light. <laughs> When you're talking about murder so much that the devil complains, it's probably a little too much. Sorry, go on. Three days later, Dub's truck was found abandoned in a field 50 kilometres away from the scene of the crime. Items left inside the truck included Dub's wallet and a bunch of unopened Christmas presents, all clovered and covered in blood. But 
It's just the wrapping that's covered in blood. It's fine. Yeah, if you guys are worried about the presents being soiled, it's only on the wrapping. Open okay. it up! Don't worry the about it. The super soaker will be fine within. Okay. It's filled with blood. <laughs> Jeez, you I'm... did this. The... Br- the... <laughs> you guys know how hard reading is. Um... <laughs> The blood was assumed to be that of Latricia's, but when tested, it did not match. It was someone else's blood. This has led to theories that the killer may have been a third party and that the blood may have been dubs or chances who may have disposed of the bodies from there. So someone might have come in and killed those guys as well. So maybe it was someone who took out the whole Christmas party. But (laughs) that's much better. So that, that's one theory, but a few months later, this thing, this bit made, gave me some chills. A few months later... Oh, great. This, one, this bit made me feel something. Um, <laughs> a few months later, though, Chance's maternal grandmother received a phone call from a young boy who said, help me. The call was cut off, but she believes the boy was Chance. They were never able to trace it. They never figured out who it was. Chance and Dub have never been found. So they were either killed by the murderer or they were the murderers themselves still hiding out. Okay, well, let's not blame Chance. Let's not say they were the murderers. I mean, he's a kid. Okay, no, we're blaming Chance. Cool, all right. Not necessarily. I'm I not tried. Saying, I tried, I'm Chance. I'm not saying it was definitely Chance, but... But there is a chance. <laughs> it's a small chance. I mean, that's There's what we were pot- getting there- at, but... I would like if that if you were to make that funnier, Dave, just for future. You haven't yeah. done. You would have said, but that is a possibility. Yeah. That would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get it? Do you get why that's funnier? I do. Yeah. Yeah. He missed his chance. Yeah. <laughs> I missed my possibility. Come on. You just got a pause for that. I'd say stand up and take a bow. <laughs> Please, on. yeah, go on. Well done. Well done. Well done. You ruined it when you knocked over the drink. (laughs) All right, we're up to the final one. It's old enough for us to not feel bad about people dying. I don't like that. I don't like that. And it was was actually also suggested um, as a topic in itself by a listener named something something Gaelic. I would say yay bini. I'll spell it. A-O-I-B-H-I-N-N. Anyone? What the fuck? All right. Is that's interesting. Interesting it's pronunciation. Quite a, it's quite a take. And they're from Perth. Anyway, so this is their suggestion. How you been? How you been? <laughs> How you been? That was funny. Now we've each All said right. one funny thing All today. Right, Maddie, Maddie, this is the last one. This is the last I one. I believe in you. I reckon you can save this. I, I really believe this one. This was my favourite one. And I reckon this is going to be... I won't tell you the name of this one, but I think the name of this episode is going to be This Topic and Other Christmas Mysteries. Okay. This is a bloody... It's <laughs> the a bloody... murder of 19 people and <laughs> other Christmas mysteries. <laughs> the brutal murder of innocent children. <laughs> Feats other mysteries. <laughs> Feet. You'll it, at some point during uh. this, you'll be like, "Oh, feet! That's a ne- little call forward there." <laughs> oh no! Wow! 
there's a chance this could be bloody. Possibility. Turn around. Time out. There we go. I've got a good back. That's weird. Here's a butterfly trap. She really laughed at his back. She will laugh at any back. Any back. Why do you think she's sitting in the front row? If you were in the second row, you'd be laughing at the person in front of you back the whole fucking time. You couldn't concentrate at all. You're like, that's fucking back. This back. This back. Better, better. He is very good. I tease him a lot, but he's the funniest person I know after Jess. Uh, second comes right after first, so thank you so much. Come, Come on. on. <laughs> Sass twins. All right, come on, bring it on. I nearly choked, thank you. Okay, let me take you back to Christmas time, 1885. You're right, that is long enough ago. <laughs> Tell and us about something fucked. Also, also, the people in it are old already. Back then. Ah. People didn't live that long back then. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. So at Christmas time, 1885, an elderly couple who lived near the farming town of Seneca, Illinois. Don't make it about an elderly couple. They're oh, so cute. You're going to very quickly fall in love with these guys. As oh, soon as I give you their why names. Why would you do this? Their names are Patrick and Matilda Rooney. No, Pat Tilly. <laughs> Patty and Tilly. There it is. And they, they love a drink. They love a drink, these guys. Where are they, sorry? Illinois. They're in Illinois. Seneca, Illinois. Right. Almost definitely not pronounced Seneca. Oh. Senecia. You're from North America, sir. Any idea about a small town in Illinois? <laughs> you're, you're from Canada. That's close. Yeah. Am I saying Seneca right? Nailed, Nailed it. it. Thank you. There we go. He's actually from South Africa. And he said... I know. I also met him. Wait, can you... He's a South African cum Canadian. <laughs> Am I saying that right? Can no, I, he's gone. Can I... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Matt is in the crowd. For those at home, Matt is in the crowd. Can, can I get you to say uh, <laughs> diplomatic immunity, please? <laughs> but say it how we want you to say it. Like a South African should, not how you actually would. Diplomatic immunity. Uh... <laughs> I'll give you one more chance. You've got to say it like an American pretending to be a South African. Diplomatic immunity. Yeah, all right, that was pretty... Yeah, that was good. That was good. Sorry about that. Did I drop your... On Christmas Eve... <laughs> they shared Christmas drinks with their farmhead, John Larson. The whiskey flowed until Larson... Mr. Help. <laughs> <laughs> How quaint. <laughs> So John, John Larson, the help, he went, up to, he went upstairs to sleep at about 8pm. During the night, Larson awoke having a coughing fit, but he was able to get back to sleep, and he did. This is so you good guys thought you, For a second, you guys were like, is this the mystery? But I closed that one down pretty quickly. Didn't want to leave you guys hanging. <laughs> what caused the cough? Dust. So, so far, a couple of little clues as to what's coming. Feet and uh, coughing fit. 
The oh, next you morning. You cough so hard your feet fall off. Like, <laughs> what's going on? I should also say I didn't find that many gr- like super quality references for this one. So it feels a bit mythical, but it's definitely a story. It sounds a bit like he's about to turn into the Mothman or something. Is that what's coming? The next morning, when he awoke, the he noticed mothing. things were a bit weird. Firstly, there was soot on his pillow. Soot on his pillow. Bit of Christmas morning suit. Could it be Santa? No. No. No, no. What, what he found was much weirder than Santa. It was admittedly quite weird. That's How young are you guys again? 16. Yeah, fine. What do you think about Santa? Cool guy, real. He's real. Yeah, he's a real dude. That's Which what I like is. about him as well. Yep. He's real, man. I can talk to the youth. Um. <laughs> Matt, do this. They love that. You know how I know they love that? Because when I said, where are the dads at? One of the dads did that before. So I know that is where it's at. But also, uh, when you said that, someone in the second row crumped. No, what do you call that? Fudge. Dab. 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 Is it a crumb like... No, that's twerking. (laughs) What the fuck's a crumb? What is a crumb? Uh, I'm not doing it. A crump is more similar to a dab than a bloody twerk is to a dab, you moron. So sorry about grandpa over here. Where my dad's at? I'm so sorry. Not, not aimed at you. That was not for you. Who was it for, Dave? It was for you, Jess. That was a sweet, sweet crumb. What's a crumb? <laughs> Matt, on Christmas Eve. So he's found. He's stood on his pillow, soot. coughing fit the night before. He's um, coughed up soot. But what he found was much weirder than Santa. So we're up to date now, right? That's a recap for people who have had to pause the podcast because it's taken so long. And now they're on their return journey from work on the train. Welcome back. So he went down. This is the farmhand, Jess. He went downstairs to find Patrick Rooney dead in his bedroom. Old man Patrick, the farmer. But Matilda was nowhere to be found, his wife. Then Larson went into the kitchen where he found a blackened hole in the floor. The hole burnt straight through the floor so the ground could be seen. Ooh. <laughs> Keep the fucking lips away from me. Well, I don't know what you're thinking. You just saved my life. Also, mole people. <laughs> yeah. it, could be, it could be mole people. It could be mole people. Matt, I nearly died. I know, I know. And Dave saved your life. It was beautiful. Everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. Especially those at home. <laughs> Who will still not understand what happened, but basically someone came at her with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and just started crumping for self-defence. Dodged a bullet. And then brought her soft lips near Dave. Yeah. To make sure he was okay. Yeah. Because I know he worries. Her soft lips. Stop, stop talking about my soft lips! <laughs> Okay, so, so there's a couple of weird things so far now. So there's soot on the pillow, he's dead, he's coughing, there's a hole in the floor. The in internal the walls of the house are coated with a greasy and sooty substance. 
Ooh. Greasy and sooty. Yeah, it's a weird both mix. Both feel like opposites. Yeah, what a weird mix. How is it both? Find out next. In- inside the hole was a pile of ashes. Inside the hole. How else would I have said that? <laughs> Good point, but it's still gross. In these ashes, there were fragments of bones. These were the remains of Matilda Rooney. Spontaneous combustion. Is it? And mole people. (laughs) Combined. According to one source, admittedly the source is a listicle. The estimated temperature... See, Matt, a good joke there would have been, admittedly the source is ketchup. You know, like like mentioning a source. (laughs) That would have been good. (laughs) They're laughing. It's pity, but they're laughing. Read your little listicle. So the listicle states, the estimated temperature of the fire that consumed her was 1,400 degrees Celsius or 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. And there were no other signs of fire damage in the rest of the house. Near the ashes were Matilda's feet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, no! (laughs) Jess chose the wrong time to have a drink. Oh. Uh, some sources say ketchup. <laughs> oh, fuck you! <laughs> and, uh, whilst others say they were, the feet were still in their shoes. What shoes? Oh. <laughs> Well, that was a real question. It is. Yeah, uh, air pumps. <laughs> uh, Matilda's husband Patrick was found to have died suffocating from the fumes of the fire. Oh. So he died in his bed suffocating. All of a sudden, you think, oh, coughing upstairs. Mm. Maybe that makes some sense. There was some suspicion that Larson was the murderer. But it was found to be very unlikely that he would have been able to make a fire burn so hot inside the house without creating further damage to the property. It is likely his coughing fit in the middle of the night would have been due to the fire, okay? The thing I just said. <laughs> He's so good. Okay, uh, so I, I'm putting two or two together here, but could the fire have caused the man to cough? <laughs> is that possible? That is one theory. Okay. okay. Another one is mustard. No, that fuck that, no. Look, that's close, right? A good try. try. Thank you very much, sir. Brisbane is so supportive. They're so nice. They've stuck with you this entire time with this fucked report. I'm actually, I'm really into this. So what has happened? What has happened? So, so the next thing I've written is, so what happened? (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. Can confirm. Yeah. According to Britannica.com, the tragedy left investigators baffled. It's a mystery! Did anyone see that coming? No source of ignition could be found for the blaze, and although the flames had been intense enough to reduce Matilda Rooney to ashes and a few bone fragments, the fire had not spread. The fire seemed to have started in her body and stayed confined to her body. What's that known as? You want to read? <laughs> Someone just said lightning. Jess, read the next sentence. 
It appeared that the Roonies had fallen victim to the rare and enigmatic phenomenon of spontaneous human combustion. Spontaneous human combustion was thought to be a thing back in the day. Usually the victims were alcoholics. (laughs) Tilly loved a drink. The theory went that they were so soaked with alcohol that they could somehow ignite without any external source of ignition. But Britannica states that none of the proposed scientific explanations for how a body would spontaneously burst into flames have held up to scrutiny. The Victorian ex- explanation that alcohol rendered the body flammable doesn't work, seeing that the concentrations of alcohol, even in the most intoxicated people, are much too low <laughs> and that an external source of ignition would be required. Please, no one light a match to me right now. Um, Did you fart? <laughs> No, I had, I've had a couple beers. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember this moment last night, Matt, but um, so we're sleeping in the lounge room. Matt's on the airbed and I'm on a, a couch. Do you remember the uh, moment last night where I woke myself up because I farted? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> Do you remember that? We were, we watched, the TV was on a timer, so, you know, it was still playing and I was really good. Oh. And I thought to myself, I wonder if Matt heard that. And now I'm asking, did you hear that? No, I did not. I slept, slept very well. Thank I you. I wish I hadn't said anything. <laughs> right. Why was that not the first thing you told me this morning? Because until I had a couple of beers, I was a bit ashamed. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> oh, what was that? Oh, that was me, Matt. It's you know, like when a dog does it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what? You, you guys know that kind of shame where you won't tell one of your close friends about it privately, but then when you're sitting next to her in front of 120 people, you know that kind of shame? That's what Dave has. The kind of shame where you're like, well, this may get a laugh, and I'm desperate for that because I'm very alone. <laughs> That's what's happened. Stop doing Jess's gear, Dave. Yeah, I'm the lonely one. And oh, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends. <sighs> That is the Stop saddest thing of all. <laughs> Too much. Yelling into a microphone to 120 people. I have people. a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends. Queenslander. It's the saddest thing all ever. All right, so we're down, we're down to the final paragraph. This is basically Britannica spoiling the fun of the spontaneous combustion. Yeah. Br- Britannica goes on to s- but it also makes it m- kind of more fucked as well. Britannica goes on to say that in the 20th century, forensic scientists noted that the wick effect. Have you heard of the wick effect? I have not. Well, they had a bit of string out their butt. <laughs> and you light it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. This guy's heard of everything. But so, I give zero shits. So this is 20th, 20th century science uh, noticed the wick effect, in which clothing worn by a victim can soak up melted fat, acting like the wick in a candle... We were having so much fun. And creating conditions for a body to smoulder for an extended oh. period of time. Thank you. So what do you, how do, what's the source? How do they get on fire? In the Experiments place? have shown that this effect can produce many of the unusual characteristics associated with spontaneous human combustion, such as the complete or nearly complete incineration of the body and the lack of fire damage to the victim's surroundings. The likely explanation for suspected cases of spontaneous human combustion, then is that there is an external source of ignition, a match, a cigarette, an electric spark, 
that sets off the wick effect. Uh, but the evidence of that is is destroyed in the fire. So the, the ignition is destroyed, right? So you don't know that there was a string out there, but... Exactly, because that burns, obviously. And while alcohol doesn't make the body more flammable, being super drunk means that you probably are less likely to stop yourself burning. <laughs> Just like me with my fart last night, you're like, what's that? That was a fire, don't worry about it. So that's why... Stop it... talking about your fart. I don't know if you know this, Matt, but last night I farted. <laughs> so the, the idea is that all these spontaneous human combustions that happened in the 1800s were always drunk people, nearly alcoholics, right? It's probably just because they're so drunk that they're slowly burning to death without stopping, dropping and rolling. That is... <laughs> Genuine question. Why have people stopped combusting? Very good question. I'll field this one. Um... <laughs> I mean, he asked you. I'd say it's because the Queensland uh, system where they now make you take photo ID as you enter every (laughs) nanny state. That's why. Thanks a lot, Palaszczuk. Yeah. Is there any chance that you could um, say something great that wraps things up? Jess, open to you as well. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a big round of applause for Chris Rich and Matt Stewart's five disgusting mysteries. We made it. Thanks so much for coming out, everyone. It's been a, a fucking thrill to have you all here. We will be sitting out there drinking, and we've got some T-shirts if anyone wants them. Also, wristies. $3. <laughs> Three bucks? Three dollars only. Three dollars. Very confused face up the back. They're wristbands. Uh, we should say thank you so much to Kate Rudge for helping us organise. Thank you so much, Kate. You're the best. And this venue, Heya Bar, that we are in, uh, in Fortitude Valley in Brisbane, is an absolutely fantastic bar. And they also have a comedy night every single Wednesday night, which, Matt, you were the MC this week. I was. I've MC'd a few times. It's the most fun. I reckon it's one of the best comedy rooms in Australia. And I think uh, you guys... Have many of you been here before? I know you have. Awesome. Definitely, if you haven't checked it out, you really should, because it's fucking sick. And they get... Anyone big in town will drop by through here um, every week. All like the thi- big names. The Matt Stewarts, yeah. if you will. Anyway, let's get out of here, because it's hot, and All I right need guys, to we'll pee. See, we will see you out there, generally, for a drink. But thanks so much for coming out. Give yourselves a big round of applause. Love you, guys. We will say thank you, and Merry Christmas! Hey there, it's uh, it's me, Matt, uh, from the show Do Go On that you're listening to now. Um, so that was the episode. Merry Christmas uh, to all. And to all, here are some more things. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So much fun we had there. Uh, Dave, Jess and I went out after for drinks uh, with a bunch of people there like uh, Cam, Kate, uh, Mike, Jess, Amy and a heap more. And it was so much fun. Just had the best time in Brisbane. Brisbane. And, uh, yeah, we're definitely already talking about going back sometime next year. So that's cool. Uh, Sure. Um, Yes, and that, I guess, brings me to what we normally do at the end of the episode is thank some of our Patreon supporters. Um, So let me do that now. Uh, I'd love to thank Jacqueline Nielsen from Servers Paradise. Um, And I thought what I'd do is I'd just Google where people are from, and then I can see I can say something about that place. So I know Service Paradise quite well. I've been there before. 
Uh, and what comes up is schoolies, which is the Australian uh, end of high school party that goes through like a month or something. So, yeah, that's sort of unsurprising. That just comes up. It's uh, schoolies and then there's the toolies who are the old people who go party there. I, uh, I'm assuming that must be a frustrating situation for Jacqueline Nielsen and your townsfolk. It's weird that someone actually lives there. It seems like such a holiday place. Forget that people actually live there as well. Um, thanks so much, Jacqueline. Uh, are you a toolie? I bet you're not. I bet you're not. I bet you go away for that period of time. I'd also love to thank Craig Hayes. He's from Masham, North Yorkshire in Britain. Uh, let's look up Masham. Ah, it's a big it's a big beer town. It's interesting. Let's see what they've got there. Thigston and a few other craft breweries. Ah, oh, Thigston's cool. That's my uh, they actually make my old man's favourite beer. It's got old peculiar. Which uh, I drank one time and it was very nice. That's from Masham. Who would have bloody thought it? Craig Hayes, do you like Old Peculiar? I imagine it is an old man drink. Um, and I have no idea if you're an old man or not, Craig, but I'm guessing you're probably not. Or are you? Whatever. Um, I'd also love to thank Dan Ford. It's a great name, Dan Ford. As always, all our listeners have great names. Dan Ford, Craig Hayes. Craig Hayes, that's fun to say, actually, and Jacqueline Nielsen. Dan Ford is from Broomfield, Chelmsford, Essex. All right. Uh, Let's see. There's a page called Things to Do in Broomfield, Essex. It's a Facebook page. What does it say? There are no recommended events. Oh, fucking hell. That sounds dire. What else we got here? Uh, the top result is Broomfield Hospital. I wonder if you were are you a doctor, sir. Cool. Uh, what? Surely there's... All right, let's move to Chelmsford, Essex. Let's see what's here. What's going for it? Uh, the architecture of the new Salvation Army Citadel. Okay, that's a reason to move somewhere. Uh, what about, what else? Oh, the case against. This is from a Guardian article. The case against moving there. And I'd be interested to hear if you agree with this, Dan. Uh, it says, what do you think? Ring roads, access roads, bypasses, roundabouts. These are Apparently these are reasons to not move there. All still chronic traffic problems. An inbuilt denial that it's actually a town with history, complexity, etc. Oh, this is brutal. Not just a filler between your front drive and the supermarket. Mundanity. That, is that how you say that? A cultural black hole. Fuck. County cricket makes up for uh, some of this, though. All right, this is a... Tom... Oh, the guy who wrote this article's name is Tom Dickhoff. And he sounds like, you know, he's being a bit of a, a, bit of a dick off uh, to Chelmsford. I'm sure it's a lovely place to live. Otherwise, why would Dan Ford live there? One of the great people who support the show on Patreon. So thank you so much to Dan, Craig, and Jacqueline. Um, and, yeah, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Is there anything else I need to say? Thanks again to Kate Rudge uh, from Hey Ya Comedy to, who helped us set up the show. 
Uh, and Merry Christmas to everyone. Obviously, there's a few more episodes to go. We don't take a break. We keep releasing episodes right through the season, holiday season, Christmas time. Um, so we'll have another episode coming out next week, which we're really looking forward to. It will be a Jess Perkins episode, which we've actually already recorded, and it is very good. Um, so we'll catch you then. And uh, thanks, everyone. Laters. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. A little bit of housekeeping as well. You can exit uh, if you need to through the middle or through the sides. I mean, if you're over there, don't go that way. That that makes no sense. Um, These are the fun bits that will be cut out. Can you believe it? You're going to listen back and go, oh, I missed that bit where Jess said the exit over there. Yeah. Just so you know. That's just for you guys. I'm all about safety. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.